Hello, and welcome to Risk Chats with a Firm. I'm your host, Paul Marshall. Today is the first of a series of three. We'll be interviewing our Affirm communities of practice, communities of interest. So today is our Affirm small agency community of practice. So join us as we talk about the COP and why you should consider joining. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to be discussing a firm's small agency community of practice. And we have two folks here from that community, Valerie and Tal. Hello. Hey. So why don't you guys introduce yourself? Let's start with Valerie. Hi, I'm Valerie Lubrano. I'm here to be excited to talk about the small agency community of practice. I'm currently with EY as a manager and um, started this group when I was at OPIC, Overseas Private Investment Corporation, a small agency with the government. And I'm Tal Seaman. I'm with Navigator Solutions. And Valerie and I were actually the two charter members of the small agency community practice when we uh, got introduced at the Affirm Summit and sat down at lunch and we were talking. Uh, I was serving at a small agency and Valerie was a member of one. We said, you know, we're so different we need a group that's for us after listening to some of the larger agencies present. And while a lot of that information was great, it just seemed sort of out of scope with our experiences at the smaller agencies. Right. Because I mean, a lot of the, you know, the smaller agencies don't necessarily have to implement certain aspects, right, of ERM. Right. And that was kind of the biggest challenge, right? We knew it was the right thing to do. And while there wasn't a obligation to do it, it just felt like the right thing that we needed to bring to our agencies and our agencies were already kind of opening the door for that. Um, so how are we going to do this without kind of the teeth of that mandate behind it? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then we had a really different cultural landscape. Yeah, exactly. Because, uh, you know, these larger agencies have large uh, organizational and more bureaucratic Im- implementation strategies. Mm-hmm. But at the smaller agency, it's a lot, often it's much more relational and personality. And, and instead of these stovepipes with larger implementations, you have people doing two or three jobs mm-hmm. within the, this sort of specialty area. Right, well, you know, and, and we'll get into kind of what the group does here, but I just wanna start off, you know, what, what do you guys feel are things that are either unique challenges or advantages of building an ERM program at a small agency? I think um, one of the unique challenges was that a lot of times the person either in charge or tasked with doing a lot of the implementation is perhaps gifted the role of ERM Mm -hmm. and it wasn't something that they maybe necessarily sought out. So um, how are they, and and we, myself in particular, kind of uh, figuring that out and how do you build that momentum in an agency that says, we want this, but the agency also maybe doesn't know what it is and what it currently entails, but you're in charge. So go figure it out. Right, and that's either as a voluntold sort of thing (laughs) or there's some folks that are really just excited about it and want to just lead it right right so like how do you take the reins you're you're passionate about it it's something that really interests you you see the value and you want to do more you really want to make a improve your government experience yeah okay well let's get back to the to the cop here so let's talk about just kind of what are some of the major activities you all do Yeah, so we meet um, monthly to really help build relationships amongst the um, practitioner community of ERM, provide a space where they can um, share experiences, learn from each other, learn from guest speakers, and really just um, support each other through that ERM journey. 
Um, so we're lucky to have about uh, 90 members hmm. uh, on our distribution list, representing about 30 agencies from oh, both wow. the legislative branch and the executive branch um, that can come together, preferably in person. We do uh, allow for some dialing. We do have folks that are consistent members from the beginning. They just hmm. don't live in the D.C. area, but are benefiting from our um, our conversations. Um, so our meetings yeah. have like 25 or 30 people in person on a, mm-hmm. on a regular basis. And uh, when when uh, Valerie and I, we are honorary board members with a firm, mm-hmm. uh, not, uh, not formal, but we give reports. And one of the things firm was talking about is, you know, how do we get from just this monolithic summit with mm. other activities associated to a more ongoing event. Yeah. And one of the things that we're talking about were chapters. And mm. and Valerie and I were like, we already have a chapter. The chapter is <laughs> called Small Agency Community Practice. Mm-hmm. We meet like an AGA chapter and uh, we, we uh, are dealing with the exact same things that chapters deal with, which are building community based on implementation, mutual support, collaboration, and it's been really it's been really neat because a lot of times when people are in different phases of implementation because it's it's still more of an implement implementation topic. Sure, there's so many lessons learned and and sometimes you know crying towels handed out, uh, <laughs> encouragement given. It's it really is a community. So right, and I'm surprised it's so large too. I didn't realize you had 30 agencies in there. Wow. And we don't take the definition of small to a T, which um, like there's no restriction on who can and can't join. So really anybody that's interested in learning what we Mm. have to give, um, they're welcome. Obviously, our programming and our activities are all tailored to small agency settings, but you'll see um, independent agencies. uh, You'll see smaller agencies or teams in larger departments, Hmm. um, things like that. So anybody that's kind of relating to what um, we're putting out there is always welcome to We're join. like a benevolent yeah. orphanage. In other words, if <laughs> okay. you're part you're part of a big uh, bureau and department, the, the department's rolling out, here's how we're doing things. Mm-hmm. And we end up with the, and uh, end up in the most delightful way, with those practitioners who, who are in charge of defining and developing and implementing the program at their own level. Mm-hmm. And, and while we all like to take and leverage what the larger uh, organizations are doing, sometimes when we get to a smaller agency, there, there may or may not be as much uh, benefit or applicability of what the largers are doing compared to the smallers. So like mm-hmm. Valerie says, we, we have open loving arms. <laughs> So I guess kind of going back to, you know, what's unique about the small agencies, because, you know, that's why you guys are all speaking. Um, I think that's a good point. You said so a lot of large agencies, maybe it's just out of headquarters. We're going to do this. This is the way we're going to do it. And, you know, let's follow along. But maybe with the small agencies, it's I mean, is every agency kind of a little bit unique and what the, the way they do it? What, what do we got seen? Yeah, I think every everybody is unique. You know, we're taking theory of how it works and that theory is kind of based on larger organizations even in Uh, the private sector okay so what we've seen in the small agencies is that they're trying to get a sense of okay i hear you but Mm -hmm. what's going to work when i take this back home so one thing that's really nice about the small agency community practice is that it's a great community kind of workshop ideas Mm -hmm. hey i'm thinking of doing this have you guys ever tried that Right. Um, and you get real-time responses from folks saying, I tried this and it worked great. I tried this and it didn't work out so well. And the community is really great in caveating that with, 
this is what my agency is like and this is perhaps why it did or didn't work. Not sure if that's directly applicable to you, but you're able to kind of take those lessons. And when I was at OPIC, that was so valuable to me mm. to be like, oh, you, thanks for uh, like blazing that trail for me for a little bit. Yeah, or trying um, that thing that didn't work, so I didn't have to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You don't have to start and stop. You know, all about that conservation of resources and, right. and just trying to add value as quickly as you can. Part of our community is that therapy group, sort of. <laughs> no judgment here, but tell your story. <laughs> yeah. and, and then uh, take encouragement from it. You know, people raise their hand and say, hi, I'm Tal. I've been doing ERM for four years now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we hand out coins and badges. Now, it's, it's, it is a great encouragement and collaborative resource. Mm -hmm. So are there any particular, you know, uh, things that you also produce, maybe like guidance or white papers or anything like that? So we're just starting to work on that right now, actually. So for kind of more general public consumption, we're trying to work on a collaborative small agency maturity model mm. as like a guidance document that's mm. really um, incorporating the insights on pacing that our community has seen. So mm. um, not just what you would expect a you know 20 person shop to be able to produce in an agency that you can control every aspect of. Um, but something that really resonates with what they've experienced in their own maturity journeys. Okay. Um, and then we're looking to share a lot of templates and documents amongst each other as well. So um, the community has always been really great um, during um, some of our meetings when we have agency spotlight presentations of sharing um, templates or policies. So we're trying to organize that a little bit more and Affirm has been gracious enough to give us space on their forum um, to build that repository out so that you have reference documents and nobody has to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, one of the things Firm has been really great with is uh, we, we sort of started the uh, community practice at the summit. Beller and I mm -hmm. started talking and then we reached mm -hmm. out to some of the board members on a firm and they're like, yeah, we can work with you. And, and then we became part of the Affirm effort and one of the greater uh, values was say, Affirm lent us uh, as a member of their mm -hmm their name and their community of practice was IT tools, uh, repository, surveys, uh, and and ways that we could use what Affirm was, was providing to their community, sort of called out for the community of practice. Right, well, and, uh, and going back to that maturity model, so, I mean, I, now you, when you say maturity, so as far as small agencies are concerned, is this gonna show them, you know, at this stage in life, this is what the kinds of things you should be doing or should you think about putting into place or, you know, kind of flesh that out for me a little bit. Yeah, so it's yeah. still in uh, draft form, so subject to change, but sure. it's got the same, if you think about maturity models that are out there that are a matrix, you know, mm -hmm. the top lines are still pretty much the same. Are you that nascent stage? Are you, you know, moving your rate or integrated? Are you advanced? That kind of framework. Sure. And then, you know, down the sides, we're thinking about things like um, documentation, integration. Yeah. Um, so same concepts. So the the big axes are the same. It's the mm -hmm. content in each of the boxes that's a little bit different. The emphasis is a little bit um, shifted, perhaps. And maybe the goal is not to get to your stage five. It's to hunker down in your stage mm -hmm. three and get that right. That might take a little bit longer than a larger agency. And one of the things yeah. that we've talked about talked about that came up a lot was transparency, that it's even more mm -hmm. important in the small setting to be transparent. Um, so whether or not that is 
um, explicit in its own kind of row mm -hmm. or just something that's continually underpinning your maturity development. Yeah, so, uh, and something else. So you said you guys do have speakers or special topics. I mean, wh what are some examples or how does that work? Well, one of the benefits of having the community is is that we attract the uh, the attention or the schedule of folks that individually we wouldn't get. So we've had OMB out once a year, hmm. and they come and they say, you know, we we meet with these larger symposiums and conferences, and we address larger agency issues all the time. It's great to come here and make sure that what we're doing supports, equips, and guides the smaller agencies. If we didn't have the community practice, we wouldn't get the OMB uh, leadership out to hear and to address uh, the small agency stuff. So I think that's one of the big, that's one of the big benefits. And yeah. it benefits them too, right? Because you know they might mm -hmm. be meeting with the larger departments as part of their regular meetings, right. but to collect everybody and visit all the small agencies is just a little inefficient. So it was really mutually beneficial that they could come in and have a captive audience that was um, there to uh, give them feedback and for them to get their message And they out, did so. ask a lot of questions, say, I want to yeah. hear from you. So yeah. that for them, we were providing a forum where they could uh, pull us for uh, interests and things they need to be aware of for the small side. So, okay, it makes sense. So OMB once a year, and then uh, are you all meeting quarterly, monthly? What is it? So it's kind of varied. Originally, we came out the gate and wanted to meet uh, monthly, and we mm -hmm. were kind of early, so we went every other month. And we generally meet from January to September, leaving October for the Affirm Summit, and then mm -hmm. the um, rest of the year for planning. Um, last year, listening to our members, they wanted to switch to a monthly format, so mm -hmm. we just switched to monthly, um, which has its own challenges, scheduling and otherwise. Sure, um, yeah. So we haven't met exactly monthly uh, in this cycle, but we do um, try to meet regularly, but again, mostly just from um, January through uh, September. Our meetings are about two hours long. Mm -hmm. uh, we okay. frequently have two or three uh, major agenda items in each meeting. Sometimes an external speaker, sometimes a presentation by a group within the community practice that has been developing something. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes we do like tools, uh, tools, techniques, templates that uh, different folks have been using. We've also brought in vendors. Uh, every you know sooner or later as the programs uh, develop, you know some uh, IT application support is always appropriate. So we'll we'll bring in some of that. And uh, we have internal surveys. Hmm. Um, there's quite there's quite a lot of variety of activities that we do. Because one of the things is like, you know, I try and plan the group's activities based on the group's needs, right? Like, we're not here. I'm not here to like tell them what they need. Right. We really are in a constant conversation with our group members to understand what their interests are, yeah. and then create that environment and bring in that content that can support those interests. So um, if it's just listening to a vendor um, kind of demonstrate their products or OMB, things like that, we brought in um, a couple of IGs once just to get their perspective mm. because the community was interested in that relationship, which right. like everybody is, not sure. just unique to small agencies. So really just listening to the needs of the group and understanding how we can deliver um, the information that they want. In the last year, Valerie and I served as co-chairs, but each year prior to January, which is sort of our kickoff year of meetings, 
We use November and December for a steering committee, which we usually have five to seven members of the uh, of the community of practice, and we meet together and we sort of, we make the plan, and we talk about monthly or bi-monthly. We talk about what are the topics, what are the you know what sort of external uh, input externals do we want to bring into the group and how much do we want of uh, either internal collaborative work or internal presentations so we, we plan it out and then in january we launch well you mentioned you do gather some tools techniques you know guidance and things and, and you do post those on the on the website or what where, where so you? we've been um anything that we've able been able to post we've put in the affirm resource library okay, uh, in the past you. so um, there are some documents that, because this is a, a federal organization, that mm -hmm. they uh, would prefer they keep internal to themselves. So right. that's only shared amongst group members. That's okay. few and far between, I would say. Mm -hmm. Anything that was really open to be shared, you know, the community as a whole is really uh, willing to um, learn from each other. So we've tried to put anything that we've had on that resource library, and then going forward, we'll put everything in the forum. Okay. And now you say forum. What? Explain that again a little bit more. Is that a just a, a separate site or? I think it's in, but so it's also still in development, at least for oh, our okay. small agency group. Got it. Um, I haven't. We demoed it at the start of the meeting to say like this is how this is a a tool that's available for mm -hmm. us to use to be more collaborative with each other and really keep that conversation going between the meetings. Um, so we're trying to figure out uh, how best to use it. I think going forward still. So I just have one more question for you guys. Uh, just you know, what what's the future steps for this for this program or for this community? I mean, what what are you guys hoping to do maybe the next year or so? Yeah, I think for the next year, we're looking to close out strong with our current year of programming and uh, provide all the benefits we can. And then hopefully in the future, you know, our our membership is really moving from that risk identification list your risks phase into mitigation monitoring. So how can we support them in that? How can we right. make templates more available to facilitate that process, understand uh, how other agencies have gone about doing that and bring some lessons to them to um, deploy readily within their organizations. And uh, in addition to what Valerie just said, I mean, what drives ERM right now, it's still sort of developmental. Mm -hmm. In other words, OMB is bringing out, okay, now integrate into internal controls. Mm -hmm. Now, make sure that this is tied to strategic management and impacts resource decisions. So as, as they bring out uh, a more mature guidance and direction, it's just the community is the collaborative, mutual group shepherding of each other to equip each other to, to reach that next, uh, that next objective. And, and, and that's what's, what's fun about being in a group is we are all together we're all working together and encouraging each other and it just uh when you when you leave a meeting you feel like uh you have just had productive therapy and you're ready to go do the next thing and address the next hurdle it's uh it's a great community of practice yeah and i'm sure this has built a you know community outside too i mean folks just call each other up with questions or emails yeah, regularly you know, absolutely so well, great. Well, this was very interesting. Thanks, you guys, for being here. Um, and if you're a small agency out there and you're not, you're not on the, the COP, you need to sign up, right? Yep, affirm.sacop at gmail.com. There you go. Perfect. Well, thanks, uh, Tal and Valerie, for being here. Thanks a lot, Paul. All right, bye-bye. That's our show. We'll be having a couple more of these podcasts, one with our cybersecurity community of interest and one with our data analytics community of practice. And of course, as always, you can find all our podcasts on Affirm.org. 
check it out and give us some feedback. Until next time, this is your host, Paul Marshall, signing off for Wrist Chats with a Firm.